Good evening and hope you had a meaningful day. As the end of Yom HaShoah is upon us, I wanted to share one more thought to close our commemoration. As we've discussed, the goal of the Jewish people was never simply to exist, to survive, but rather to ensure we continue to play to the role in this world that is part of our eternal mission, our covenant, our partnership with God. Hitler, Yamach Shemo, may his name be erased from the annals of history, understood this, and his mission was quite clear, as can be seen from statements such as, and I quote, the Jews have inflicted two wounds on the world, circumcision for the body and conscience for the soul. I come to free mankind from these shackles. See, Hitler understood the greatness and the spiritual grandeur by which we aspire to live and by which we aim to elevate the rest of the world as well. This is why the destruction of shuls and the burning of books were also important to him. To rid the world of the Jew was to rid the world of what Judaism stood for. But as Jews, we have never been willing to relinquish our mission. And when we speak of resistance during the Holocaust, just as important as any physical resistance is the spiritual resistance that so many had in such difficult era. As such, I want to share with you a piece of Torah that is part of a body of Jewish law called Shelot Uchuvot. Let me explain what these are. While there are books that explain halacha in all areas of Jewish life, there are often cases in which halacha is more challenging to decipher, given the unique nature of a particular situation. So while there are always principles upon which Jewish practice is guided, sometimes halacha is more nuanced and requires that a question be posed to someone who is more versed in the specific details. Let me give you an analogy. There are obviously basic medical practices that exist, and one can often figure out what to do or to take on their own. But just as often, there are complicated medical situations that require asking a question to a very competent, knowledgeable medical professional who can help navigate the correct responses based on the foundations and principles. So too is Jews. Often the healthy spiritual response can only be explained by an expert in the field. These questions and answers are often codified into halacha in bodies of work known as responses, hence the name She'elot Uchuvot, questions and answers. While there are many fascinating volumes of this type written by many amazing sages over the centuries, there is one set that is particularly fascinating and humbling. It's a set called Sheilotu Chuvot Mima'amakim, Questions and Answers from the Depths, a word that's sourced in the phrase in Tehillim and Psalms, Mima'amakim Kerasicha Hashem, Hashem, God, we call out to you from the depths. This work was authored by Rabbi Ephraim Oshri, who lived in the Kovno ghetto and was one of the few rabbis to survive the Holocaust from that ghetto. And the book is made up of many questions that were posed to Rabbi Oshri during the years of the Holocaust themselves, and it includes his halachic responses. Even in the ghetto, Rabbi Oshri had access to a host of Torah and rabbinic writings, since he served for a time as a custodian to a warehouse, where the Germans stored Jewish books for a planned post-war exhibit of artifacts of the extinct Jewish race. As such, he was able to secretly reference these sacred books to formulate responses to Jewish religious observance questions in the ghetto itself. These inquiries included questions regarding both ritual law as well as Jewish ethics, questions as detailed as can we fulfill the four cups of wine on Pesach with tea or construct a sukkah with stolen wood boards, and as ethically weighty as would suicide be considered a sin in the ghetto? Or can one save their own life if they know that as a direct result, someone else or many others will lose theirs? The book is a very difficult and painful book to read as many of these questions we couldn't even imagine having to deal with. But on the flip side, it's also a remarkable book to read because when we speak about spiritual resistance, the thought that people asked 
questions and still mm-hmm. wanted to live up to the ideal performance of Jewish observance despite their surroundings is inspiring. And although many of these questions asked are simply too heart-wrenching to share in this forum, I've chosen one to share with you because I think it's awe-inspiring from so many different angles. As we know, the Jews in Kovno Ghetto, as in all ghettos, were completely enslaved to the Germans, working night and day, seen as subhuman. In that setting, there was a large group of Jews that would still gather every morning to pray. Rabbi Oshri describes an exchange he had with one of the congregants. One morning during prayer, Rabbi Vram Yosef, who was leading the congregation in the morning service, reached the blessing Shalom Asani Aved, who has not made me a slave, and shouted bitterly, Master of all masters, how can I recite that blessing of a free man? How can a hungry slave repeatedly abased and demeaned praise his creator by uttering this blessing? Continues Rabbi Yosri, every morning as Rabbi Vram led the prayers, he let out the same cry, and many of those who joined him in prayer felt the exact same way, and they then asked him for the Torah ruling on this question. Should the blessing be omitted because it seems to be a travesty, in which case it would be forbidden to recite it, or was it forbidden to skip any part of the prayer established by our sages? Now let's just stop right there before we even go to the answer. In the scenario, in question alone, there is so much weight. The scene of Jews and the horrors of the ghettos still convening to pray to God, thinking about each word that they were uttering and struggling with their reality and wondering if they can say those prayers. The scene of Jews in the Gehenna choosing to ask a shaila, to ask a question. And the fact that as they wrestled with being utterly truthful in their prayers, not once did they question the rest of prayer which talks to and about God, that remained completely true for them. The whole picture has so many facets to be dumbfounded and really humbled by as a living Jew in freedom in the 21st century. We could end the episode right here, and there would be so much to think about as we conclude Yom HaShoah. However, I believe the answer Rabbi Oshri provided helps to bring the entire vignette into the framing of resistance. Rabbi Oshri penned the following answer. One of the earliest commentaries on the prayer pointed out, already centuries ago, that this blessing was not formulated in order to praise God for our physical liberty, but rather for our spiritual liberty. Therefore, I rule that we could not skip or alter this blessing under any circumstance. On the contrary, despite our physical captivity, we were more obligated than ever to recite the blessing to demonstrate to our enemies that even if physically we are slaves, As a people, we remained spiritually free and no one could ever take away the defining freedom of a Jew, their spirit. In short, the answer is that when the world tries to annihilate the Jewish spirit, we dig deeper into our tradition and realize that our greatest expression of freedom is to get more in touch with our soul and that embedded in our millennia of wisdom is the key to ensure we never forfeit or lose that aspirational expression of who we really are. Today, as we look around, the Jewish spirit is not broken, but it is stronger than ever, not despite what we suffered in the past, but because of it. My friends, as we exit Yom HaShoah 2020, which understandably was very different than in previous years, consider taking upon yourself that blessing of Shaloh Asani Aved, who has not made me a slave. If you already say it, say it with the proper intention as we've explained above. And if you've never said it, Consider exercising your true freedom, your religious freedom, and recite the blessing we say to Hashem for giving us this tremendous gift of being able to freely express spiritual greatness no matter what or who tries to stop us. We all need to express spiritual resistance. We're only here because others before us have done so, and our next generation will only be here if we do that in our lives as well. And on that note, have a meaningful night.
and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>